and welcome into Fantasy Baseball Camp. Guys, this is episode 14. This is our episode where we help you guys, the listeners, get ready for week eight of Fantasy Baseball. Hopefully by this time, guys have kind of figured their teams out. If they have some solid guys in each roster spot or most of them, a couple fringe spots, maybe only waiting on a major prospect, one or two. Hopefully you got that figured out by now. If so, you're in a good spot. If not, you're probably below 500. And that's probably why you should be listening to this podcast for us to help you uh, find that special waiver wire edition that will give you that dub in week eight. Um, so tonight at the camp, we've got, we're missing uh, Coach Shaver, but we've got Wes and Tommy. Wes, how you doing tonight, man? Oh, man, I'm going to be honest, not great. Uh, <laughs> Julio Urias has given up six runs. Uh, Sonny Gray only scored four points. Top two Oof. pitchers, two of my top three pitchers uh, did not perform well. The Cardinals news about Libertor going to the bullpen. Uh, it, I'm ready for tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow's friday too so yeah <laughs> who who do you got pitching tomorrow I, you know it could get worse uh let's see let's see i'll go i'll go look and see what i got pitching tomorrow because yeah you never want your top two you, those are probably your two aces that you count on 15 at least 15 points from them you know you want a quality start he can give up a couple runs uh he reaches at negative four and a half Without getting the L. That's without the L. Ugh. Not good. Uh, I got nobody going tomorrow. My next guy going, I think, is Charlie Morton on the 21st. Yeah, I got uh, Hunter Brown. I got Hunter Brown on the 20th. Okay. That's it. That's Saturday. All right. Well, just gave some discouragement uh, from folks maybe taking advice from you, Wesley, on your negative (laughs) matchups this week. Uh, Tommy, how you doing? Man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good in in our main league. I'm trying to stop a three game losing skid and turn that to a four game. It's not looking good. But in a another side league, um, I'm working on a buy low trade for Jacob Degrom right now. So I think if he comes back healthy, it's worth the risk. He's gonna be the number one pitcher when he's pitching, and I've got some some depth. So I'm I'm gonna try and work that one out. Take some of our own advice from our trade strategies episode. But is he number one? Because he doesn't go lengths. He goes five, six, seven innings where there's they'll other let, pitchers that will throw complete games. Jacob DeGrom will not throw a complete game. They'll let him go 100 innings if he's pitching. He's just never pitching. That's the problem. Uh, 100 Did I say 100 innings? innings? 100, pitches? 100, 100, 100 pitches. 100 pitches, yeah. <laughs> 100 innings may, may be his cap this year, for all we know, but that's a different yeah, story. Yeah, I think he's such a risk. He's had He's been hurt three times already. One in spring training, two in the season already. I don't think they ever let him sniff nine is, innings. Is he Maybe any more of a eight. risk? Is he any more of a risk than Tyler Glass now? Because that's part of my return. No, right. I would say yeah. Glass now is the same type of risk, um, so, but not as good. This is why I'm I'm trying to pull the trigger on it. Anyways, I'm doing good though. <laughs> All right. So this is episode 14. Like I said, where we get into waiver wire. Try to give some advice to who you should pick up, who you should be eyeing, who you should pick up and start immediately uh, because they're that hot. Um, Tommy, you want to start us off with uh, our first edition on the waiver wire? Yeah, I'm going to go with the rookie, uh, Matt McClain. Not really 
big name popping prospect um, in years past, but he has been um, pretty good this year in the minors in 2023. Uh, he was slashing 348, 474, 710. That's almost a 1200 OPS. Who does he play for? He's on the Reds. Um, so he's going to come up, play some third base, some shortstop, some second base, going to play all over. I haven't heard about outfield. They've got some, got some depth there. So I don't think he's going to play outfield. Um, but he's absolutely tearing it up and he's, he's going to stay up for a long time. I don't think there's any risk of him going back down from injuries. Um, he, he got the first call between Christian and Kronoshan Strand, Ellie De La Cruz and himself. So he was the first one. I think those other guys are not far behind. Um, he was a future value of a 40 grade hit, 50 grade power and 50 grade bra with a 60 grade speed. So he's going to give you stolen bases. I don't think he's going to be a huge power provider, um, but but his on-base skills and, and average skills in the last year, 2023, uh, AAA were fantastic. So Now he's coming know, to Great American Ballpark. Yeah. It's you one might of the see best. that slugging sneak up just a little bit. Yeah, besides scores, that's the best one you can, you can get, and especially if he's going to get multi-eligibility at second, third, and short. I know I can use that right now. I'm kind of bouncing my second and third around while Corsiger was out. Now, would you rather have him or Spencer Steer? Spencer Steer, Steer I think, hasn't is really third baseman. First base now, he's he's shifted over, but he hasn't impressed me. I mean, I know he's got probably more pedigree than McLean, but I guess I'd rather have the unknown right now with McLean than not really have been impressed with the quarter of a season of Steer. Yeah, Steer's got eligibility at first and third. His batting line is 253, 335, 440. He's got about 101 points. He started the Not year bad. strong. Yeah, he started the year strong. Yeah. Um, he's he's consistently around, I would say, average 12 points. Um, not something that's probably like a fourth outfielder if you have that yeah. deep of a league. I think the upside, it's the unknown of McLean, is worth uh, him roster. If you pick, pick one over the other for a roster spot. That's where before pitchers figure him out. He always yeah. he always comes up and either skyrockets because they don't know how to get him out. They don't have they don't have the scouting report on him, or he yeah, that, does the same line. That league adjustment is uh, it's pretty harsh to the to the guys. They come up and they're on fire, and then you know twenty games into the season, twenty five games into the season, you start you start so, seeing them declining. So if he if he performs right over three weeks and until he starts going down, find the next guy. Yeah. L- listen to the next episode, and we'll give you somebody else. Yeah, You're, we're hoping that this guy would be, like I said, your uh, your utility or third outfielder. Um, if you need more, if you need this guy as a second outfielder, you need another pickup as well. You've had an injury. I'm sorry, you've had some injuries. I'm sure, I bet you have Cody Bellinger on your team. If you're listening to this for a for a hitter, a waiver wire who hurt his knee. Hopefully he's back soon. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, Matt McClain. Do you know what he was rated with the Reds in the Red system? Let's see, I have it right here. You mean the prospect ranking? Yeah, uh, he was their fifth overall. Fifth, yeah. yeah, he was their fifth overall. So, yeah, looks looks good. Look has a good good scouting report. Uh, great pick, Tommy. Um, Wes, how about you? You got a, a a must add into your starting lineup or bench? I'm uh I'm not gonna say starting lineup. I'm gonna have I'm gonna say must add, and I'm gonna put in a waiver claim for him tonight. I'm above both of you guys for waiver claims, so by the time people hear this, <laughs> uh, we'll see if I get him or not. Um, Jake Berger. So 
I'm going to recommend picking up Jake Berger um, for a few reasons, but mostly because he has a 189 weighted runs created plus. All right. And among qualified hitters with at least 50 at bats, he is number one. All right. That's above Acuna. That's above Yandy Diaz. 187, I think, is what Acuna's at. All right. So 10 home runs. The last three games, he scored 28 and a half points. He was filling in at third base for Moncana while he's out. Moncana is now back. So Jake Berger, they're going to look to get him as many opportunities as they can while he's hot. Um, they played him at first base. He, he will likely DH some. Um, when you're producing like that at the plate, you you got to find him a way into the lineup, um, especially with the where the White Sox are right now. They need every, anything they can to produce. So just to, to kind of explain weighted runs created plus, uh, Tommy and I were talking about this pre-show. It is like WOBA in that it tries to quantify a player's offensive value into runs, and it does it into a singular statistic, right? So um, it definition is it attempts to quantify a player's total offensive value and measures it by runs. And it's created instead of looking at a player's line. So 23 doubles, 15 home runs, 55 walks, etc. takes all that information and it tries to put it into one singular stat so that you can say player X was worth 24 runs at, to his team at that time. So right now, and league average, by the way, is 100. So Jake Berger is worth 189 runs to his team, uh, whereas Ronald Acuna is worth 187 to his team, right? The plus means that they factor into that measurement, that statistic, uh, park factor, right? So um, I'm picking Jake Berger up because he's pretty hot right now. And yeah, wow. I think I could use some help in the offensive categories, even though my pitchers are the ones failing me currently. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jake Berger, only 26% owned in, in CBS leagues. 10 home runs in only 26 games. So, Wes, something that intrigues me about Jake Berger is everything you said I, I agree with, and I think he's going to be a great pickup. I just checked, and yeah, you have waiver priority over me, but I don't have a spot to play him anyways. <laughs> the two things that, that I like about him is he has the hardest hit ball, max exit velocity this year at 118.2, which means he can hit for power. Um, he makes contact. He can swing it. He's a big boy. He's 6'2", 230 per, fangra, or per uh, baseball savant. But the fact that he's 6'2", 230 is a fairly large board. It's my size, just slightly heavier. He's a 77th percentile sprint speed. Like, yeah. Have you, if you've seen him, he's, he's thick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but and guy he, with the last name Burger, I would think. Right. Then. <laughs> and Jake. Double cheese burger. So yeah. I was very surprised. He's 77. He looks like he'd be in the... 33rd percentile, not 77. He's, he's thick. So good for him. Do you have uh, no, stolen, no stolen bases? That's sad. Uh, no stolen bases in his minor league career either. Uh, he, but, he, you know. he did attempt one today, and he got thrown out. But <laughs> yeah. I watched that game. He can turn a single into a double. Yeah, there you go. Hey, he's tied for fourth in the league in home runs and 10th. At, at 10 home runs. Yeah. That's a quiet name right there. Kind of, you know, that's putting up power numbers. I mean, 278's no no average. It's not like he's Joey Galloway yet and just just hitting home runs. So that's that's pretty good. So, okay. 
Anything else to add about uh, Jake Berger there, Wes? No. I, the only thing I would add there. Are you starting yeah, him right it, away? I guess, yes. No, probably not going to start him. Uh, it'll depend on the matchups, actually. Um, I think just be aware of the playing time with concerns with the White Sox. Makata's back. Um, Eloy, I think, uh, started baseball activities So after, after his appendectomy. So I would just I would stay up to date on the news and the starting lineups for the White Sox to see how that's going to play out. Uh, my guess is if he's hitting like this, they have to find a way to keep him in the lineup. So, yeah, he was the as late as twenty twenty one. He was the White Sox sixteenth overall prospect. Um, so not just a name that's finally getting lucky at the age twenty seven. Um, he's Got a little bit of pedigree. First overall, or first round, 11th overall pick in 2017. Um, His Twitter handle is Burgatron13. Fun (laughs) fact, in the month of May, which we're 18 days in, and granted he didn't play all these games, he has zero walks, but a 381 batting batting average. So he's swinging the bat. Wow. It sounds like a Javier Baez type of guy. Free swinging, when it connects, it goes. So, all right, I will give you guys a guy to. I would I would pick him up. I ne- won't necessarily be starting him unless you had injury. But uh, Mini- Mickey Moniak, former first overall pick, who by the Phillies, um, he's now batting leadoff for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. And if you're batting leadoff for them, that means you have rbi chance to be you know to be scored be hit in by otani and trout um he's only been up four games so far but he was doing the same in triple a the uh earlier this year and a lot last year too but in four games this year he's got two home runs and two stolen bases um so I, I think he's going to get you runs scored. He's going to get you average. He's going to get you stolen bases. Um, last year in the all of minors in 2022, he hit only eight home runs. He had five stolen bases. Let's see. Oh, he must, he must have been injured last year. He only played 30 games in 2022. It's because he came up to the majors. I'm reading it. But in his 30 games, he batted 312 with a 600 slugging percentage in all of the minor leagues last year. So maybe things are, are really clicking for Moniak now. I know when he first got drafted as an 18-year-old, things weren't working out. And that's why the Phillies moved on from him. Um, but right now, he is a guy I would I might add to see how he does batting leadoff for the Angels. And if things click for him, he could be a valuable outfielder for you. What do you guys think? I love the pick. That was going to be uh, that was going to be somebody that I wanted to talk about. And I mean, he does have the pedigree of being the the one one pick in the draft, right? So, like, you don't become that type pick in the draft unless you have tools, and he has them. Uh, you know, I don't know that we've seen him put it all together. Um, so I'm really curious to see. Uh, he kind of reminds me of maybe like a ben, ben attendee type player, which can be very serviceable, you know, when you mm-hmm. need him. Was like he had at one point fantasy value, not today, but I think like 2018 Ben attendee. 
his rookie year or sophomore year, maybe. Yeah. Since no, I like that pick. I, the hitting leadoff for the Angels in front of those two, and I'd add, add Hunter Renfro in front of that as well. So there's three guys that could hit a home run at any second and get you an extra extra run. Extra base, not even home, just extra base hit, man. Those, yeah. those are three sluggers right there. Uh, Anthony Rendon bats the. Oh wait, just kidding, he's hurt <laughs> again. Oh, big surprise! What an awful contract for the Angels. What an awful contract. All right, so that's Mickey Moniak of the Angels. He plays outfield, batting leadoff for the Angels right now. Um, so I would recommend maybe picking him up if you have a bench spot. He could take off with some value batting leadoff there. So, all right, Wes, you want to give us your second pick? Yeah, my second pick is Ezekiel Duran uh, with the Rangers. He's 56% rostered right now, um, and he really only has started his played since week three. And I'm going to give you his numbers per week. So week three scored 18. Week four, he scored 23. Week five, he scored 24. Uh, and then week six, he scored 17 and a half. So he's averaging, you know, 15 or more per week that he has played. Um, he currently has eligibility at third base, outfield, and shortstop. And at some point in time, he might also get eligibility at second base. So uh, real interested in in having Duran on my roster for um, just the flexibility. You know, if somebody yeah. gets hurt, um, you can kind of plug him in pretty much anywhere. Um, he's young, so he's still getting better. But, you know, uh, he's Is he he's a prospect of theirs? He was at one point in time. Actually, let me go. Let me go look and see. Uh, he was. I don't see him in twenty twenty one. Yeah, I didn't but yeah, know. that multi that multi position eligibility is uh, a little underrated. As you have someone get else get hurt, and yeah. you just move him in, especially like second base. Your second baseman goes down. You plug him in. All right. That your second baseman comes back, you put him back into where you originally needed him. Um, yeah, so he was kind of he was also helping fill in for Corey Seager. You know, now Corey Seager's back. Um, you know, Josh Young, he can kind of he can plug in for Josh Young. He's kind of Josh Young's kind of been you know on his skids lately, um, but you know he can also play outfield. So his his versatility. Um, is a big thing, and a guy that's scoring that many points a week with that versatility is kind of rare to find. Right. And on a, on a hot-hitting team, he's got great support around him that he do, yeah. probably doesn't have the pressure on him to have to put up numbers. He can just play his game. Yeah, and you know, according to CBS, the three out there, Texas starting outfielders are Robbie Grossman, uh, Leody Tavares, and Adolis Garcia. Obviously, he's not going to play over Adolis. Um, he's Adolis has been basically the breakout player of the year, even though he kind of broke out last year. But yeah, but say what about last year? I no, one, I guess that he's breakout this year because no one trusted last year. Yeah, yeah, and you know, look, preseason it was kind of like, hey, Adolis is too old to do this again, type thing. Um, and look, I'll be honest, I agreed and bought into that, and I'm wrong. So. <laughs> Uh, but you know, speaking of, you know, just Duran, I mean, I would rather have him as an offensive profile than Tavares or Grossman. So, you know, I think at some point in time, he just, 
he gets himself to playing every day, whether it's in the outfield or third base or filling in at second base or short or wherever it is. Yeah, I want to echo that. I, I watched a decent amount of Texas games. I've got some shares of Corey Seager, Josh Young, of Aldi, Heaney, and so I like to watch those matchups. And I've been very impressed. He just a game comes easy to him. I didn't know much about him before this year, and I agree. I think he's going to, have to steal some time away from the DH spot and from Josh Young if he continues to to, to slide. So I think he's he's someone you should hold on to. If he's hitting well, he's going to play. You think the Rangers are going to? I mean, are are they already platooning Josh Young, their top prospect? Not yet. Um, he he sat one day this week. Uh, I know that he's still playing. He um, missed a little bit of time with a hand injury. He just, got, he just got hit, but it wasn't bad. But I haven't seen any platoon levels yet or anything mentioned about that. His average isn't too bad, 250. His on-base and slugging could be better, but he's got eight home runs already. Maybe Is he just striking out too much? Yeah. Young? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's striking out way too much. It's like 30-something percent. 53 strikeouts in 40 games. Yeah. It's not over, good. Over uh, 40%. Yeah. Because 160 at-bats. And in college, yeah. I, he was great in college. He didn't strike over out at 40%, all. For, over 40%. He's on my bench am right now. Math, am I doing that, that math right? If 160 at bats, divide that by four, that'd be 30%. So over a little over did 30%. I, did I make him? Did I make a comparison of Austin Riley to him? I think I did in one you, of you the did. episodes, right? You did. So Austin Riley's age 22 season, 297 plate appearances, 18 home runs, 49 RBIs. He struck out 36.5% and walked 5%. He hit 226. Hey, if, if Josh Young figures it out and, and is Austin Riley 2.0, I think everybody would be happy with that return. Yeah, oh, yeah. R- Riley was not looking good. I want to say, what, his first two years? And then yeah. suddenly in a, in a June two years ago, he never looked back. Yep. Yeah. Tommy, I think we – let's let's – Let's graph those two and put them over together and see what it looks like. Oh, I like that one. I'll do that after the show. <laughs> giggity giggity. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Wes, you just got done talking. That was whose pick was that? That was uh, you, that was Wes. Me, yeah. Wes. Yeah, that we, was we your second rabbit hole. Um, I'm gonna give you guys a pick. Um, yeah, it's. Not a guy that I'm overly excited about just because he has a past, but he has done well with the Detroit Tigers doing well lately, and that's Michael Lorenzen. Uh, The guy's had three straight quality starts. What else can you ask for out of a starting pitcher right now? Um, It's either negative. It seems like negative five, negative 10 points. You're going to the IL or you get a quality start. That's that's all you get. There's nobody who is an absolute stud, it seems right now. Those are like... One two percent, but Michael Lorenzen, he's there. There's no leash on him. He's thrown three straight games with where his pitch count has reached nearly a hundred. His last three games, fantasy point wise, is twenty four and a half, fourteen and a half, and twenty four and a half. And those are aren't against just the Oakland A's, Kansas City Royals. That's against the New York Mets. So it's not not just pushover teams. Um. So not not a a stud that's gonna get you thirty five points, but hey, quality starts twenty five points. I'm all over that. Um, if you can, if he can continue that, have the right matchups. Be watching him if he does face Oakland coming up. If he does face Kansas City. If he does face the Cubs, uh, I'd I'd be plugging him in. <laughs> 
Is he? He's not Sparp eligible. I know he was last year, right? But no, not this year. this year. Yeah. No, not this year. Last year he was on the Reds still, right? When he was starting. Yeah, he was. Yeah. This year's just he's just starter. If he was Sparp, I would be recommending him much more. I don't think he'd be as widely available as he is now. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I guess we should clarify. I guess Sparp is more pertains to points league, which I think you guys probably know we talk more about points leagues. Um in a in a roto league, you know, cat a categories league. I don't know if Spart means that much. Yeah, because you want saves. Yeah, right. You need saves. And, and you get lower ERAs out of closers than you typically do out of I think I saw a roster for the first time of a um, categories league and it was like two starting pitchers in the starting lineup and five relief pitchers what is going on marmol strategy (laughs) going for those ratios yeah I'm used to like one relief pitcher and a starter (laughs) in my other relief pitcher slot so yeah yeah it's a different ball game man yeah, I haven't, I've, I haven't, I've always stuck to head to head. That's always just the funnest for me. I start my lineup. I, the guys who get the points, I face them. But yeah, that's that's what I enjoy. So okay, that was uh, Wes's pick. Tommy, you got a second uh, pick for us? Yeah, I'll give you a picture with uh, and Dane Dunning. He has been in the bullpen for the Texas Rangers for the last basically all of April, and then Jacob Degrom went down. They needed. Um, another starter. So starting in May, he became a starter for them. Um, you, you look on his page; he's not going to blow you away with start with strikeouts. He's got twenty three strikeouts in thirty seven innings combined, bullpen and rotation. But since he's entered the rotation, he's pitched to a one fifty nine ERA with a zero nine four WHIP. We talk about how important WHIP is. I mean, you lose a point every time somebody gets on base, and he's not letting guys on base. He's got. Um, two walks in, in 17 innings. And also during the time frame, he's given up zero, two and one earned runs those three games. So um, he's not going to be a Spencer Strider. He's not going to blow you away, but it'll keep you in the game. Keep, keep your ratios good, give you some wins. And I don't want to say deep, but he'll go hopefully a quality start every time. And I think he can be a solid pickup. Yeah. The guy's got the pedigree. He was a first round pick out of Florida. Um, traded with uh, Lucas Ulito and Adam Eaton and then sent over to the Rangers for Lance Lynn. Um, he was the Rangers' third overall prospect, and in front of him was Josh Young and Sam Huff. Um, so the guy is no pushover. The, his scouting grades, all his pitches rated 55. So what, what that, what's that? Uh, just above average? I'd say 50 yeah, is average. 50 is average, yeah. So all his pitches just above average. Um, and his I, command I feel is like 60. The guy's never really gotten a chance. Um, so if he were to get some regular starts, I think he could take off as a easy number three ceiling of a number two type pitcher. So, uh, yeah, uh, I like it, Tommy. Is he SPARP eligible? Does he have that RP eligible since he started in the bullpen? I don't think so. I need to look that up. But I know since he's only had three games starting, he wouldn't have SP this year unless he got it last year. But he'll get right it soon. Now, 
Yeah, he he's not. He's only starter eligible. He's only owned in 56% of leagues, so you can probably find him in your league and add him. His last two weeks, he scored at least 21.5 points. Um, he's a quality start. He's only got two quality starts. Well, how many games has he started? He has started only three games, and two of those were quality starts. Um, ERA 1.69, 0.88 whip. A lot of that is coming out of the bullpen. But still, uh, the guy could be a breakout candidate if the Rangers just left him in the rotation there, and he uh, kept going. He's got DeGrom, DeGrom maybe to be a mentor to help him out. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I like it, Tommy. Unfortunately, he is rostered in our what league already. What does their Koshaver. starting rotation look like? I mean, you got Eovaldi, you got DeGrom when healthy. John Gray, Andrew John Gray. Heaney, Dane Dunning. Am I missing? Uh, Martin Perez. None of those guys are bad, but none of them are going to blow yeah. you away. Maybe Eovaldi and DeGrom. Blow you away. I mean, I... I all of them are secure in their job, so John, I don't think he's John Gray. Yeah, he's not going to replace anybody when they're when they're fully healthy. What kind of year is Heaney having? Is he better hey. than better than Martin Perez? Martin Perez. Uh, he's up and down. Who'd have? He's, he's scored eighty four and a half points. He's got a four seven ERA, but a one one nine a one two WHIP essentially. So uh, uh, Heaney, Perez, not- and Dunning. Who would you? How would you rate those three? Personally, I would, I would rate probably Dunning, Perez, Heaney. That's I what I was don't, thinking too. I don't think that's what the Rangers will do, though. I I think that they will leave Perez and Heaney in the rotation, and unfortunately, for at least a week or two until Degrom goes down again. Oh, did I yeah, say that out loud? Sorry. Yeah, if Degrom stays on the IL, then yeah, sure, of course. And then you know, he, Dane Dunning's the guy to own the rest of the year, right? When does Degrom pull the John Smoltz and go and be the second one to have so many wins and so many saves? When does he finally do it? Doesn't doesn't that not make sense for the guy for a little bit? At least do it for a year to get healthy instead of playing this game. You got five years. Yeah. So okay, well I've got I've got a, an additional bonus pick here, um, just because of his fast track that's been going on, and that's the Braves' AJ Smith solver. I don't know if I'm saying that last part right. I'm not adding the guy, but watch the guy. The guy has been on the fast track. He's already moved from high single A all the way to triple A already. I don't think he's made a triple A start unless it's tonight. But in 21 innings between the two, he has yet to give up a run. His whip is .86, and he's got 32 Ks to 11 hits and 7 walks. So people are saying, oh, that's the, the, the Strider fast track. <laughs> A.J. Sawyer, A.J. Smith-Sauver pitched last year. He pitched 68 innings and now 21. So he's got 98 career innings pitched under his belt. So you, you sound okay, that's that's kind of quick. Spencer Strider in the minors altogether pitched one year in the minors, and he only pitched 94 innings. So A.J. Smith-Sawyer already has more innings pitched in the minors than Strider ever did. 
So is he it wouldn't be out of Braves? the question. Is he on the Braves top? I mean, I assume he's on the Braves top 30, but he's not a top 100 guy, is he? No, he's not a top 100 guy. The Braves have him as their fourth overall prospect. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I, like, uh, I like going through Fangraph's uh, prospects page to find things like that. Yeah. Really cool. You can like you can like sort it by uh, the guy's age at a certain level, mm-hmm. and like see guys that are very young at a higher level, like a Jackson Chirio. Yeah, the only guy, the only thing that this that Strider has on AJ is he's two years older. Strider was twenty two at this point when he reached AAA, and AJ is only twenty. But like I was ta- telling Tommy, in some of the notes it says he was a Texas high school quarterback too. And I was like, dude, that's, that Texas high school football in is is just as serious as some college footballs in states. And uh, Texas, the state of Texas, just seems to pump out pitchers too. Mm-hmm. So AJ Smith saw saw her. Uh, put him on your scout team. If the Braves need help, if Dylan Dodd and Jared Schuster and Mike Soroka, two of those three don't work out, I think the Braves give him a look um, in the month of June. I mean, the the same timeline they called Strider up, I think, in late May, early June. He came out of the bullpen two, three times and then was a starter and never looked back. So, Well, you you brought up Mike Soroka, and I had a a buddy text me from – uh, from scout school a while back. And uh, we talk baseball every now and then he asked, he's a Phillies fan, unfortunately, but, uh, love to <laughs> could death. be, could be worse. Yeah. What do you, what do you guys think happens with Mike Soroka? Like, what are your expectations? Not high. Just he's been gone so long. It was, what all were the injuries? It was his it HLS. Was the Achilles. It was the Achilles, two, both. It was the Achilles and then the same Achilles after surgery when he came back. So it was, it was nothing arm related. It was only just his, his HLS. Correct. Yeah, I, don't, I, mean, do, correct. I don't have any expectations for him. I mean, just being honest. What did he I, do when he was last pitching? That was 2020. He pitched 13 innings and that's where he hurt his HLS. Um, 2019 was his only full year where he pitched 174 innings, 142 Ks to a 2.68 ERA. So the guy, the guy limited runs, the guy limited, uh, wasn't a huge strikeout guy. I mean, he, what do you think? Where's that at? Is that a, a good number three for you in a rotation? Um, it depends on the rotation, but I would say a decent number three, maybe not a number four. I feel like Braves fans are relying, are expecting too much out of Soroka. Yeah, I think that's the thing is if you expect Mike Soroka, and especially from a fantasy perspective, if you're expecting him to come back and be the same rookie of the year that he was in 2019, you, you can't. Like You can't expect him to be the same guy. I mean, it's been, you know. In 2020, he did pitch 13 innings, but a lot has happened four since years. then. Yeah. yeah, a lot has happened. So, a lot happens on his body. How old is he now? He is 
25 only. Oh, gosh. He's still young. God, what That's is crazy. that? He's still only 25, <laughs> man. <laughs> I remember it was him and uh, Luis, was it Gohara? Yeah, it was Luis Gohara. That were competing, like, who's going to be the next guy? And I thought it was yeah. Gohara that had the edge. I did, too. And he, I, I picked think him Gohara... up in my minors that year. So, stuff just... So Wait, where's where's Yanoa? Where's Husker Yanoa? Is he out for the year? I thought he had Tommy John. Did he have Tommy John? Okay. Let's find out. So the Braves, Braves struggling. That's why I mentioned AJ. Yeah. Yeah. You know, undergoes Tommy John on October 7th, 2022. You want to see the chart of Austin Riley and Josh Young this year? Is that what you've been working on over there? Yeah, I've been quiet. <laughs> click, 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 click. Yeah, are you able to share your screen? I think the uh, the listeners would love to see that. No. Yeah, just looking up, looking up things on on Mike Soroka. So twenty nine and a third innings pitched at Triple A. He's got a four nine one ERA. Struck out twenty seven. Um, which he was never a huge strikeout guy, but um, he's walked eight. It, it's okay. It's not great. So is this their first year, Tommy? No. The dad wasn't able to pull correctly for Riley. This is this year in, for both Josh Young and Austin Riley. Yearly similar. So this and, is this year? Yeah, this is this year. Austin Riley's not been good. He started both, great. Yeah, they're both they both started well. And now they're both below league average. They're not somebody you can start right now, technically. So yeah. wait, so is there are they both by low candidates then? Good, good by lows. Because I, I, I think, think Austin Riley, Riley will I think come Austin, back in June. Yeah, Austin Riley is definitely a by low. Josh Young, I don't think you get anything for him. He's an unproven prospect. It's just maybe who he is. In, in dynasty leagues, maybe. You know, yeah, maybe dynasty. You to keep him for for a few years, or you have a minors that you can put him in. Which you know, Tommy, I think you could probably put Young in your minors, right? Did you sign him to a contract? No, he's in my minors. Yeah, I can bring him up yeah. and down. So, well, all right. Well, I think we have had, we've had some good stuff come out of this episode. Waiver wire. With you got someone to add, or just I think some good baseball talk uh, this time around, guys. But we're uh, approaching the 40-minute mark. If you're still here, I hope that we're helping out your team. Shoot us a message on Instagram um, and let us know who who was your favorite pick out of this episode. And we'll respond, and that'll be that'll be that'll be fun competition a little bit between us. Uh, whose picks getting more attention a little bit? Um, but yeah, <laughs> I've been a lot more active on Twitter recently too. It's the same name: BNB underscore Lombard. Um, I've enjoyed the twin interactions, both with the Red Sox Twitter Twitter beat as well as the fantasy Twitter beat. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna try and start putting out like a, a daily, if not like every three days, like points update because I don't feel like there's many people out there that I don't know. Maybe there's just not many points league players in fantasy. I mean, how do you guys feel about that? I feel it's it, there are, but Roto Twitter folks post more yeah, yeah R- roto is definitely the more popular format i i enjoy points more but roto is same popular i think 
I think points would be the easiest thing to introduce to somebody. Like someone came over from fantasy football, points, head to head right. points is the same. Yeah, That's a good point. Categories. If you are normally playing NFL, like that's kind of weird. Like when someone picks up Billy Hamilton in the second round, you're like, what the heck? What? That yeah, sucks. Like, you know, it's well, you, Ruiz. You're you probably know, saying that like, anyways, but not Ruiz. Yeah. In years, <laughs> in, in years past, you know, Billy oh, okay, Hamilton I'll, I'll you was the easiest. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been episode fourteen. Be sure to check us out. Uh, on, like we said on Twitter, we get we get more statistical and a lot more action there. Instagram is a little, more, a little bit more visuals, but we appreciate all the interaction. Uh, if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple, on a on audio, please give us a rate, give us a review, give us what you like. We'll take any criticism as well. Give us what you don't like. If you don't like Wes's picks. Let us know, and we'll just cut West from the show. Easy as that. No problem. Man, somebody else is on my spot. <laughs> We're also on YouTube if you're listening to this audio only. Um, you can see our, 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 our smiling faces and Tommy uh, doing that analytical work mid-show. Um, you can see what that looks like. Um, so we're on YouTube as well. Hit that subscribe. That helps us out. Um, and so this has been Fancy Baseball Camp Episode 14. Uh, thanks for listening in. I hope we help your team and we'll catch you guys on the next one. I don't think we'll have an outro. We're just going to cut it. <laughs>